0: Episode 38, a sequel to Xanadu.
1: Welcome to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises. Take a journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities with your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy. Let the adventure begin now.
2: warmers lace up your skates wrap yourself in a neon glow because it's time for sequel quest yes indeed we got a special episode this week absolutely something you were probably not expecting we're going to be talking about xanadu from 1980 starring olivia newton john gene kelly and several other people but mostly those two
3: main star (laughs) come on man not even get title billing
2: we will get into michael beck however being the main star i do not think he has earned in this film regardless we are ready to go because obviously there's going to be some opinions flying around so let's just introduce our roller skating crew to my right it's our producer extraordinaire
1: I am not on roller skates.
2: <laughs> and the gentleman <laughs> tap dancing like a gazelle who wants to claim it. Jeff.
3: Oh, Jeff okay. is dead. Well, he's tall. Oh, that was so. me. Yes. I was the one tap dancing like a gazelle.
2: And the man who just can't get enough of those short shorts. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Definitely. That's definitely. Oh, come me. on. Wow. He gets and a that very one. Good to you, Adam.
2: you don't want to be Gene Kelly, Jeff? Oh. Come on. I gave you Gene Kelly. He's come dabber, on. That he's was
1: low hanging fruit for Justin,
3: okay? <laughs> Ties back into short shorts. Short, exactly. always the short shorts. So, Xanadu
2: fruit. is a film. It is a film.
1: <laughs> I didn't and, uh, know it was a film. Yeah, released in I.
2: 1980 at the end of the disco this is, this is era, and I don't know just you know by show of mouths since we can't see Yet. hands how many Yet. of our hosts had actually seen Xanadu before tonight, Jerry? Well, I didn't
0: watch it tonight, so yes, I did see it before tonight.
3: <laughs> what point? Me too.
1: I've never seen this, and I won't see it.
0: Oh. Uh. <laughs>
3: Jeremy is our
0: holdout. All
2: right, now here's the thing. Even for the sake of the show, Jeremy could not be compelled to watch this film. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow.
1: I listened to How Did This Get Made in Another order to prepare... Podcast. Yes. for this show and as much as i hated after earth and i heard all the bad reviews it got the bad stuff in this one that i kept hearing about i had no desire to spend the four dollars to rent this
2: no matter how much it is discussed and that will be our challenge tonight it is the full force of the music and visuals that take place in this movie that give it its special place in people's hearts where there's and by people
0: you mean you mostly me
2: here's the thing here's Adam. the thing folks <laughs> This was definitely my choice. This is actually my birthday present from the rest of the crew here. Yay! <laughs> Happy birthday, Adam! To Thank you, guys!
1: Yeah, we'll take care of you later in some other way. <laughs> May not make it Some other the next gift, one. but yeah. not watching this movie for
2: I personally fell in love with this film when I was between the ages of four and five, rented it, and just was completely mesmerized. And this is the thing. Olivia Newton-John... How does like, a
3: four- or five-year-old rent a movie? Well,
2: believe me, I was plugged Red in box? as soon as VHS was made available to me in my consciousness. I was like, we must have movies!
1: He a had a new? full-blown <laughs> membership at Blockbuster.
2: Yeah. It was actually called Video Depot, our local video shop. Nice. But here's the thing. So I watched this movie, and Olivia Newton-John, I literally would dream about her. Her introduction <sighs> in the film to I believe you. the story... <laughs> Is that she actually rolls up on roller skates. She's a muse that comes out of a mural that is painted on a wall. And she comes down to inspire this artist who is struggling, right? He's having a hard time in his life trying to figure out what he's going to do with his artistic skills. And she rolls up on roller skates, kisses him, and then takes off. And she's gone. And he's just like, what? Literally
0: takes off in a ray of green
1: color.
2: Yeah. Her color is actually yellow.
1: (laughs) It is a golden Well, depending on your TV at that time, it may have been green. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Now, this film, I don't think I rented it that often, but it made such an impression on me. I actually used it to woo my preschool girlfriend. (laughs) There is a dance over this. (laughs)
0: They're still together to this day. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Gene (laughs) Kelly came out of retirement for this film. okay? And he said, I will not do any dancing. I will be in your movie, but I will do no dancing. Yeah, too bad about that. Yeah, no, this film is a fusion of 80s disco and rock and 40s big band swing music. It's a very strange fusion that they tried to bring those two musical styles together. And Gene Kelly was from the old school, right? He was representing that. And there's a dance number that after the movie wrapped, people were like, why didn't Gene Kelly dance? So they begged Gene. He agreed to choreograph a number. If it was just him, Olivia Newton-John, and the choreographer in a room and nobody else could be on set and they learned the routine and then they did it. That was a song called Whenever You're Away From Me. And I used to sing that to this girl and I would do my tap dance routine with her out on the playground and we would like, we would skip down the sidewalk together. And it's a very romantic film to me.
0: That is adorable, dude. <laughs> oh, no. Please tell me somebody is... has video of little Adam and uh, little Adam's little girlfriend. I'm afraid not. But regardless,
2: <laughs> I did not know this movie was a failure
0: until about 10 years ago
2: when I started really getting into mystery. Science Theater 3000 and found out that this was in fact one of the most terrible films of all time and started the (laughs) award show for terrible films. And I was like, how could this be? This is a magical musical fantasy. Why can't, you know, I could just well, take it with face would like value. I like point
3: out, though it was the inspiration, it didn't actually win the Razzie for Worst Movie.
2: That's correct.
3: Can't stop the, what can't, is it? Can't yeah, stop the, the, the Village Dance. People
2: film Can't Stop the Music. Yeah.
3: Wow. The music.
2: But it was the fact that two yeah. terrible films came out that year that they inspired them to create the Razzie Awards. But it ended up, this is the strange thing about Xanadu, is that the soundtrack before the movie came out was actually a huge hit. The song Magic that Olivia Newton-John sings was the number one I knew pop that. single. I knew that. You I totally that?
0: watched the film and I was like, oh my God, I know something from this movie. Yeah, like, it was a popular <laughs> song and it still gets played on all these stations every
2: once in a while. And then the movie came out
0: <laughs> and everything, broo- I was like, I hate that song now. Yeah,
2: even the ELO songs, Electric Light Orchestra, they split the soundtrack. One half of the record was Libby and John. The other half is Electric Light Orchestra, which are actually my favorite songs, featured. But then what happened was this was the biggest bomb in Universal's history up to this point. It was budgeted to be $4 million. It was going to be this tiny little roller disco movie. It was literally just going to be not a special effects extravaganza. And, and they
1: went way over budget. Didn't they,
2: they went, yeah. It went from four million to thirteen million dollars because they kept reshooting because they did not have a script.
1: Yeah. Um, Olivia
2: Newton-John said in an interview she signed on because she saw a twenty-page treatment. Just a little write-up <laughs> about basically what it was gonna be. And she said, Yes, I want to be that to be my next movie after Greece. And I'm the biggest female star, you know, in, in movies Oops. right now. And I'll take it. And then they're like, uh-oh, we gotta make this into a big deal. And stuff didn't work, and they would reshoot it. Oh, this isn't working. They rewrote the script like six times, and it never got better, the director said. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we just dealt with it. It's so really... everybody
0: who's listening, watch it.
2: Did go for it. Well, but that's the thing. So the story is terrible, but the music is great, at least for the t- Time, if you if you look at it in context,
1: whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep well at <laughs> night. Yeah, I was Adam. gonna
0: say like that. So that's Adam's opinion, Jeff.
1: Yeah, let me hear
0: about
3: you guys, your experience. <laughs> I
1: have this. no opinion. Okay. I am here to. That's right. To, you refuse uh, to
3: see it, so yeah. So Jeremy well, hates it on thing, principle. I, I yeah. Read Roger Ebert's review because he gave it two stars, and it was interesting. And I think I read it before I finished watching it, and he said that it looks like the cinematographer didn't know that they were filming a musical. And it was funny because as I was watching it, it's so true that it's like, the dance routines that they do, the camera is in the completely wrong place. So there's this one dance routine where there's this rock band and there's a big band and there's two different dance numbers going on at the same time, but the camera is all focusing on the band and the band's faces. So you see like an elbow every now and again (laughs) of a dancer that's dancing off screen and it's completely missed by the camera, which is ironic too because Gene Kelly really invented filming dance on screen. Right. and it's ironic that they well, couldn't and he, quite. He
2: tried to give the director that. tips because, you know, Gene Kelly, he choreographed his own numbers. He eventually you directed the You weren't there, Adam. Films. You don't know. what I wasn't there. Uh, I, was, oh, I traveled back in time just to be a part of this. He Zenity may as events. well have been
1: there because <laughs> he's sitting here with a comic book that's got yes. so much info in it.
2: I do have the Marvel Super Special Magazine from 1980, number 17. Xanadu. In front he of pulled me. this Way out of the Whoa, plastic. Why? What? It, it, it is in a plastic sleeve that I keep dearly. It just gives you thirty pages of story, and the other forty pages are devoted to behind the scenes and wardrobe and dance routine trivia. Yeah. So it's Sadly,
1: we don't have enough time for forty oh, pages of behind sorry. the scenes. So, <laughs> yeah. But
2: Justin, where did you fall?
0: You are a dancer S- by training. So I was delighted by this movie. Woo-hoo! so Adam you win it yes. was it was awful don't get me wrong yes. it was awful the plot was awful but Gene Kelly I just can't take my eyes off him I love the guy Olivia Newton-John she's amazing even though the other guy that Jeff was talking about the main dude yes. you could light him on fire I'd be fine <laughs> uh, but Olivia Newton-John <laughs> and Gene Kelly they could just hang out and chit chat and I'd watch that for an hour and a half and also so the effects were obviously dated and everything like that but But I thought that the mix of like that scene that you guys were talking about, the mix of like the 80s rock and the big band was an interesting idea. And just the passion of the artistry behind it, I was watching it thinking about like these people look like they are having a blast. Like, especially when they did the scenes with just, like, a bunch of randoms dressing up all crazy, running around, changing clothes, and wearing masks, and, and roller skating everywhere. I was like, that looks like so much fun. Despite the fact that I have no idea what's happening, who's, <laughs> who I'm supposed to be rooting for, and <laughs> but I'm lost. But that's really cool. Like yeah, I, it, I it, wish they could have a gotten visual it all together because it would have been a really great movie.
2: Yeah, like that's the thing. It, literally in those scenes, including the final dance number in the club Xanadu, there's like 200 people in these dance numbers. Like, it is insane how many people they... On roller skates. On roller skates at the end that they shoved into these things. And so it's just like, if you can't just get a smile on your face from the sheer theatrics of it all, I I don't know why people are so down on it. It's like, yes, you're not going to shed a tear. You're not going to stand up and clap for this film. But you should be getting up and grooving a little bit. You should feel like you're you're into this. You're
1: going to have to loan (laughs) me one of your copies of this.
2: Well, Jeremy, this is what we need to do. Just to give you you a basic wow. idea of the story why don't you just read our quick synopsis from
0: imd oh
1: no oh wait that's you, that's <laughs> your Jeremy pitch.
0: wants absolutely nothing to do with this movie
2: oh
1: it's all. down here at the bottom okay okay. not okay. going work
3: adam yeah i
1: was gonna read your pitch <laughs> it, here. it was so
2: close so then i turned him off
1: <laughs> all right xanadu 1980 universal studios the Greek muses incarnate themselves on Earth to inspire men to achieve. One of them, incarnated as a girl named Kira, encounters an artist named Sonny Malone. With the help of Danny Maguire, a man Kira had inspired 40 years earlier, Sonny builds a huge disco roller rink. So they're, they're, that inspired that's me it. to not watch this movie. Uh,
2: well, see, that's the cool element of this. Muses are eternal, right? Is the whole concept. So I've inspired men throughout the ages. So you have Gene Kelly's character in here... Who, again, like I said, 40 years ago, he had this girl in his life that inspired him. He played in Glenn Miller's band. He played clarinet. He was this, you know, and then he started his own club. And then the muse went away and he lost all his inspiration. And then he just had a big business life, you know, but he didn't have his dream. And then now Sonny is this artist played by Michael Beck, who is as wooden as a board and unfortunately cast. It was supposed to be John Travolta. He said no. That it was gonna be Andy Gibb, the younger brother Probably of the Probably a safe bet yeah. for John Travolta. Also said no. So, and Michael Beck, he didn't have to audition. They just said, Will you please be in this film? He said yes. <laughs> you might know Michael Beck from The Warriors if you've ever seen that fine film from the 70s. But I love that whole concept of, okay, she inspired this guy years ago. She's inspiring this younger kid now, bringing their musical styles together, and they're both sharing that inspiration. But in the meantime, there's all sorts of crazy stuff, including an animated sequence. What'd you guys think of that
0: animated song? I might have fast forwarded through that. Well, you
3: missed it. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. It didn't make any sense. It was Don Bluth, and yes. it was very Don Bluthian, which is very <laughs> nice. But it made absolutely no sense, and it for me, it so summed it up. Just looking over at my wife's face when that moment, and it was just, <laughs> huh? What? I mean, I guess there's supposed to be this subplot about dreams. So this is a dream sequence? Yeah, what well, maybe something like that. Yeah. Very thin.
2: Yeah, and ultimately, like, that. the whole point of that was just they had one extra song, and instead of choreographing something, they called Don Bluth and they said, can you just animate something for this that we can put in the film? And he did it in, like, ten days. He put it all together, and he's like, yep, yeah, here you go. But the other thing I just want to bring up real quick is that the character of Sonny Malone is based on a real-life person. The original screenwriter, when he wrote about this artist who duplicates record album covers to be put in front of record stores, he's just a painter, and that's why Sonny Malone is frustrated with life because he has to paint other people's paintings. He can't Hmm. do his own art. But that character is based on Brian Grazier. Now, Justin, you're in Hollywood. Do you know who Brian Grazier is? Nope. Okay, he is Ron Howard's uh, producing partner. Ron
3: Howard's buddy.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so he's produced films like... You know, Apollo 13, A Beautiful Mind, Kindergarten Cop, American Gangster, Bowfinger, personal favorite of mine. So he's a big-time nice. Hollywood producer. That was his job. And so his screenwriter buddy just wrote his life into this film. Whether or not he ever got touched by a muse, hard to say. But I just thought that's no, a really weird He just slept with Olivia
0: Newton-John, and that's... Yeah, exactly.
3: He never opened a nightclub, so clearly it didn't happen.
2: Which I will say, my high school girlfriend, actually, she told me her neighbor's claim to fame. She's like, by the way, the guy who lives over there, he's He's so proud of the fact that he slept with Olivia Newton-John in the 70s. <laughs> I, he tells us all the time. And I was like, oh. He
0: goes to local bars like, hey, how's it going? Hey, yeah. I slept with Olivia Newton-John in the 70s. So, and I just wagged um, my fist go. at
2: him. I was like, you, sir. Stealing my dream girl. How dare you sully her? I, you know, I, I could drop trivia on you all day, but I think we got to get into this and find out, is there a way through a sequel to make this a film that Jeremy would want to watch, that perhaps nope. would redeem it in some way? Let's just
1: say you're already almost 20 minutes in, and you're persuading me not to watch this
3: <laughs> well yeah,
2: you're losing let alone it, a thing. sequel well at least i went over justin on some level yeah, a little bit all right so with that let's jump on in justin what did this inspire you to
0: write so uh, my movie is titled xana 2 not amused <laughs> um, it is a horror film oh, set wow. in los angeles <laughs> and wow. basically it's like a bunch of high school kids samantha and her best friend kira Spend the night in an old abandoned club, friends die off, and uh, <laughs> my inspiration was basically when you're stuck on an idea, cross genres. So it's high school musical meets scream. No, there's no music, it's just oh. a horror film. So, what are you crossing <laughs> just... it with?
2: You're crossing the idea of a musical fantasy without music. You took out the music and added horror, so it's a horror fantasy?
0: No, it is a horror film. <laughs> It is a straight-up, like, Scream-style, people die in different ways throughout the movie. Somebody kind of learns a lesson and discovers a secret at the end, but it's basically (laughs) watching people die in Xanadu. It's
2: horrible. Ah. Exactly. All right, got it. Jeff, what do you got for us?
3: Okay, so I also went, although I just went with Xanadu 2, because it works. And it takes place, what are we now, 20-whatever years later? Sonny is still the manager of Xanadu, but it is now a failing club. Danny died years before, and they kept the club alive in his honor. It's been doing the exact same thing for (laughs) 30-whatever years. They're still roller skating to 80s music, but nobody actually comes to watch them roller skate because it's ridiculous. Sonny inherited all of Danny's money, but he burned through it all. And so he gets this great idea to spend the last of his money to get this big 80s pop star, Olivia Newton-John, to come and perform. And it tanks even worse than everything else, so he loses all of his money. Has to close Xanadu. (laughs) He's approached by a former movie star that says he wants to make Xanadu into a movie about the history, like what created Xanadu. He says no, but then he's approached by this crazy girl who keeps following him around and telling him about how great Xanadu always was. She convinces him to actually go ahead with it. To make Xana do a movie, they end up casting the crazy girl as the lead role of Kira. (laughs) Turns out that the girl actually is another muse. And so she takes the movie in a direction. So they do crazy musical numbers, fall in love with Sunny, figures out she's a muse, and this time takes her off to wherever they end up.
2: And so it is. Nice. (laughs) So Sunny finally finds love is what this story is about, ultimately. He never ended up with Kira in your version. Well, he
3: doesn't. She disappears at the end of the movie, doesn't she? No, but then she's back at the very
2: end. Or a girl that looks just like her. We know when Jeff turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my pitch is also called XANA 2. However, (laughs) it is spelled X-A-N-A, comma, T-O-O, exclamation point. XANA too. (laughs) XANA 2. So, ten years after the opening night of Club Xanadu in 1980, Xana, the daughter of Kira and Sunny, longs to share her creative gifts as a muse on Earth, just like her mom, and has been obsessively monitoring 80s MTV instead of the ancient texts of the gods. Fun, imaginative, but impatient, Zana has been grounded since 1990 after an unsanctioned but successful act of inspiration caused Eddie Vedder to join Pearl Jam. Her punishment lifted finally in 2016, Zanna is ready to take on her first mission, inspiring a young slacker musician named Caden to create the next big sound in music history. Arriving on Earth in the 21st century with the 80s as her only point of reference, Xana is labeled a hipster but is brought up to speed with the help of modern technology It sets out to give Caden the inspiration he needs to fulfill his destiny. There's just one problem. After many failures in life, Caden doesn't have the confidence to finish his songs, let alone perform them, and would rather play Xbox anyway. Impatient, Xana finishes one of Caden's songs herself, gets massive play on YouTube, and breaks the muse code by becoming a star herself. It's a dream come true for the half-human, half-goddess until she is forced into the cookie-cutter world of music and made to sound like every other pop star. After some advice from her mother, Xana is finally inspired herself How to motivate Caden by taking him into a video game world where all his past failures are power-ups that enhance his musical ability, give him the confidence to make his musical debut during Xana's live streaming concert that's being live-tweeted worldwide. Will Caden fulfill his musical destiny? Does Xana choose a life of stardom or find joy in inspiring others? You'll find out through musical numbers and a rocking soundtrack with titles like Muse It or Lose It, Failing at Life. High Score Out of the Spotlight and Forget Yourself This musical fantasy featuring High the score. music of Weezer and Katy Perry with special appearances by Madonna, Grace Jones and Olivia Newton-John is a wild celebration <laughs> of pop music legacy that can only be found in the world of
0: Xanadu.
1: You had to find a way to get her back in there. She had to return.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: of course.
1: She
0: is the heart of this film. All right, well, I uh, I vote for Adam because um, that was pretty much like an updated version of Xanadu, and uh, that's that's great.
1: Well, sounds like it's unanimous. Hooray! That's not a vote of confidence that I would watch this, <laughs> but I'm saying of them, probably the work. strongest.
2: You're not in favor of murder? Delightful murder? Justin, would it be delightful in your pitch? No, it's a horror film.
0: <laughs> it's a horror film. They die horribly. <laughs>
2: Horrifically, right. Yeah,
0: I'm, it's awful.
2: It's rough. It's rough to hear. Okay, I, I don't want to yeah. believe it that in the world of Xanadu. We could turn it so dark, but so be it. All right. <laughs> it's
0: getting, it's <laughs> getting real.
2: All right. So allow me then to read my full pitch here and give you a little bit more detail about how this is actually going to play out. So it's been 36 years since the events of the first film Sunny and Kira obviously consummated their relationship had a daughter she's been raised on Mount Olympus she's being trained to be a muse like her mom and be part of this new set of nine sisters but her obsession with 80s earth culture has distracted her from her lessons so she's energetic and fun but due to her half human nature she also has the ability to create fantastic melodies and paint amazing images like her father but she's constantly told that muses are meant to inspire others to use their gifts, not celebrate their own talents. So we cut Mm. to that flashback from 1990 when she was 10, and Xana gets impatient with her training and sneaks down to Earth to inspire a musical dreamer. She just wants to use these skills. So one morning while coming ashore from surfing at a San Diego beach, Eddie Vedder walks by and sees this girl dressed in flannel and Doc Martin boots singing an acoustic arrangement of the song I'm Alive from the first film. And the two have a brief conversation. And as he walks away, Eddie starts humming and mumbling the chorus to Alive by Pearl Jam. So she totally inspired <laughs> that song with singing <laughs> a New song. And so although it was successful, she gets scolded and she is basically grounded for 20 years. Years and told that she has to study the ancient texts of the gods, telling the story of the muses, but is secretly still spending time performing her own kind of 80s pop girl dance numbers and songs that she was observing in her formative years, although now she's cut off from seeing the world. So the opening number is kind of an aspirational song in the style of Katy Perry's Last Friday Night with a little bit of Cindy Loppers, girls just want to have fun and that's use it or lose it, you know, cause she's saying she wants to get out there. She wants to use it or she's going to lose it. And so she's talking all about that. Now she finally convinces her mom. I'm taking it seriously. So Kira lifts the punishment, sends her down and tells her she has to find this guy, Caden Jeffries and inspire him because he's got this music inside of him. That's going to inspire the world in a whole different way. But when she finds him, he's this millennial loser kid. And life has not worked out for him. Girls break up with him. He has a hard time keeping a job. But all of his songs are written and performed by Weezer. And what happens is he writes these songs that are super, they seem like they're going to be super catchy. And they get up to like the chorus with a cool hook. And then he always cuts them off. It's a reflection of himself not having enough confidence to go full force and believe in his own creativity and just do anything in life completely. And now Xana comes down and she's supposed to strike up this romance with him. But all she knows is the 80s. So that's like where a lot of the humor comes in. She's like just trying to relate. It's kind of like Kimmy Schmidt. If you've seen that show, she's trying to relate to the world in this way that it just doesn't work anymore. So then there's this whole extra dance number that's called Get With It it's kind of like taylor swift shake it off everybody's kind of like changing her so they're you know just like you have the, the big production numbers in xanadu with 20 40 60 people that's what it is and they're like changing her outfits and helping her learn about how to use a tablet and whatever you know just like crazy stuff like that meanwhile you have caden is singing his songs failing at life tried to get himself back into the swing of things like i could do something can i and so she meets up with them and ultimately she just finds out she's sort of helping him but not he just never gets to that point where he'll do anything and he, he always just goes over and starts playing Call of Duty and so at one point he goes out to go get some Mountain Dew Code Red and while he's gone she fiti- <laughs> she finishes the song <laughs> then she uploads it to YouTube and her her username is Xana with the number two so she's Xana two puts it out there she says music and lyrics by Caden Jeffries but it gets huge play and there's this big song the song itself is, is called Forget Yourself and basically the Musical montage is all these people doing their own YouTube videos to the song, and some are pretty good looking, some are very questionable, yeah. you know, in content and performers and all of that. And then she's tried to go out and tell people in the comments, Oh, I love this song, and she keeps trying to say, Caden Jeffries, he wrote this, it's great, but all people want to know is who's the girl who sings it. Yeah, so he finally just encourages her, He's like, Look, I'm not really worth it, I don't care can you just go out and tell people it's you so she does this video that she posts on the YouTube page and all of a sudden now she's getting these huge offers for record deals and endorsements and all these things and basically she accepts it and she goes with it because she's thinking oh well maybe I could get Caden in the door if I'm popular and so from there she gets pulled into the music industry she meets her idols Madonna and Grace Jones (laughs) the two weirdest you know performers of the I mean thank god one of them is Grace Jones I, I
0: appreciate that.
2: Do you find me sexy? Anyway. <laughs> In Living went, Color, anyway? it? There was a skit on In Living Color where they used to make fun of her. Anyway, so they do this really super weird, of course, it has to be, dance number where they teach her about how expressing yourself. And it's called Look Within. But there's like multiple in-camera costume changes and creepy contortionist mimes with masks, exotic Whoa. animals, and trippy camera angles. And then the blue man group is just in there for no reason. <laughs> so everybody's getting splashed with paint. Just does. Yeah, just to make it as weird as possible. So she's all excited. Yeah, I've got all these songs I've been wanting to perform for millennia, you know, and all this stuff. And what happens is she just gets saddled with generic pop music. You know, so the producers are there and they're like, hey, well, we just need to give it a little more Demi Lovato, okay? Uh, can you, can you, we up the Ariana Grande sound? You know, like, so they're just trying to get her to perform like everybody else. That's not really how Rihanna would do it, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So she's all disillusioned. She goes back to Olympus and her mom just tells her, Kira sits down, sings the song called Out of the Spotlight basically just telling her, you're going to find your greatest happiness inspiring other people. It's what you were born to do. And then that gives her this moment of inspiration. She says, I know what I can do for Caden. So that's when she goes down, takes him into this dream world. It's a video game world. The song is called High Score and gets to this crescendo where it's supposed to be the catchy hook and he finally goes for it all the way. And that's this awesome song and it really, it seeks into, she had this big concert scheduled she's going to perform, you know, live, online. Everybody's going to live tweet it. But instead of performing the song Forget Yourself like it was online, she does this really laid back acoustic version. There's no production values. It's just her sitting in a chair. And people are like, you know, WTF, Xana, whatever, you know, like, Xana, don't, all that stuff. They're all upset with her. So then, as soon as she's done, then she brings on Caden and he finally performs, you know, his song for everybody. And people are like, what is this? This is when we signed up. But then, as it goes, the tweets get more and more positive. And then finally, Caden is the star and she accomplished her mission everybody's happy the end and then as credits roll of course there's going to be kind of a remixed version of Xanadu there's going to be everybody on roller skate it's just going to be kind of an homage to the original film at the end during the credits but
0: that is Xanadu that's awesome dude that's love it love it all keep it change nothing <laughs> it's brilliant cut print we're done so <laughs> is the message behind it that women should just be there to support men. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's, that's what I got. It's a completely and, sexist um, film. Yes.
1: So. Yeah, you could get away with that in the 80s, but <laughs> today, not agenda. so much.
2: Yeah, but
0: more so, like,
2: again, it's it's just that it's kind of the idea of don't be a slacker, but also don't be impatient with people. It, like, give people something to believe in, but don't take over for them. It's like people have to grow in their own time. They have to be ready. So, so
3: I,
0: I think the only... I take back everything I just said. Uh, the only <laughs> thing that I would change is just the fact that at the end, they should both be... So you think she should select. be allowed to be fulfilled
2: and be a star, too? Yes,
0: okay. yes, because she's half-human, so she has a little bit of her dad in her that wants to be an artist and wants to... So, like, maybe at the end, she writes Songs, songs she does something where they're both involved not like and then she takes a back seat and he becomes a star and she so maybe goes it's back kind of the olympus opposite of the first the film again
2: where instead of her mom like coming down from olympus and staying she basically well i guess she is kind of doing the same thing but she stays to be herself type of thing now i can be myself free from olympus
3: What if it's a combination of the two where you keep the whole thing where her mom is saying, no, you're supposed to be a muse, and your job is to inspire others – and like maybe the mom comes down to see her perform and sees that the best way that she can inspire is by being a duet or something like that. So she's Or being a performer. Through. She can inspire yeah. by,
0: being, by performing herself. That's her gift. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it actually, I, I think that works well because my original premise was actually that that's what she came down to do. but she over-inspired the world until we got to the world where now everybody thinks they deserve to be heard and everybody thinks they're a star on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Everybody thinks they should podcast. Oh, wait. Yes. (laughs) 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 Take that one back.
1: Yeah, maybe the ending number would be just the phone start lighting up with recording companies and and things, trying to sign them both.
2: Okay. Grace
1: Jones is like just crying. It's so amazing. (laughs) So they could be the new
2: Sunny and Cher, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah maybe or, you know, like that.
1: Bieber and Selena. <laughs> They're not together. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> That's yeah, a dated reference. I was going to
2: say the other day that I thought that Justin Bieber and Hannah Montana. Miley. Miley Cyrus. They need to get together and do a duet. And you wouldn't be able to tell who's who. I was thinking about casting Miley Cyrus <laughs> in this. And having I, I, Bieber no, be the other guy. I would totally, guy. instead
3: of when you were saying Grace Jones, no one knows who Grace Jones is anymore. No, that's I would true. totally say yeah, Miley Cyrus. You think Miley's the one? Or Billy
0: Ray Cyrus. Get Billy Ray. Oh, no.
3: So wait, is Madonna still weird? I don't feel like she's weird anymore. Well, she, but she, People she know that she was weird. Anymore.
1: Okay, so society <laughs> has either? become more weird well, like, and joined she her. Was back
3: in the 80s so, where yeah. she was making porn videos and everything like that. She was crazy. And she was hitchhiking naked. Do people today remember that? But that's kind of the I think point. I think she's like a country star now. <laughs> no, is she no. had her dance album. She? No, that's that. she's her not. Image. She wears the cowboy hat. Well, no, everybody no. thinks that she's she's proto she Lady Gaga.
2: She she's the original Lady Gaga. That's what Boom. she is. Lady
3: Gaga, forget it. Lady Gaga, that's who you got. You got Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga. Done.
2: So it has to be more that's... current. The, I mean, of
3: course. Why well, I, could... I mean? Look at look at, look at look at Xanadu. I mean, it's all <laughs> ages. now.
1: Now hold grossly... up, hold up. <laughs> (laughs) ah no we're gonna have no appeal like this movie would bomb if we put miley cyrus as a lead actress
3: no she's not a lead actress.
2: no she's She's the one yeah instead of madonna grace joe she's the weird one along with another female artist that meets with xana and just does a weird moment in time with her where Uh, oh if we're casting
0: then i would say let xana be like amanda seyfried
2: yeah, cause she was a Baba Mia, right?
0: She said. Yeah, she can totally do that. Yeah.
3: Oh, see, or, I was, well, except for act, because otherwise, <laughs> and that was the one that I was picturing for all of these, is that if we're gonna do this as a homage to Xanadu, is that you've got to have Katy Perry be the main character, just like you had Olivia Newton John. I, right. I don't know. I thought, chops, but although Olivia Newton John acting chops, let's be yeah, honest here, she she was not great. Well, yeah, but either. we're updating it. We're making it better.
1: Here yeah. here's my recommendation because if we're kind of updating Kira and still having an 80s touch to her mm-hmm. you're overlooking the one person that's trying to remake the 80s music right now, and that's Taylor Swift. Oh, She's kind of got the Kira look.
0: And she's acting and stuff.
1: She does some acting. Mm -hmm. She does a lot of singing. Yeah. And it would fit with this role.
3: Yeah. And it would draw the crowd. It would draw the crowd. It It would would draw the crowd. Because that was my thought. Now, think about, because that's your big selling point, or one of your big selling points is going to be this... You could just show a poster with whoever this main star is and lady gaga and hannah montana like
0: uh-huh. miley my my my
3: so well put, and and miley this... and taylor swift together does everyone want to see that it could be really interesting yeah well
1: you could still even have both madonna and miley as like the studio people mm-hmm. and then they're trying to impose their views on music on Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah, I so mean, you'd have you this can natural Swift in a
0: movie poster, call it whatever the hell you want, and people, people will look see it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. Yeah. I Although th- it I think does seem wise. kind of ironic that if we're being like, no, you have to be more commercial Taylor Swift, it's like, really? Is that. <laughs> I don't get it. But she's doing I mean, it her I guess own Katie way, Perry Jeff. Right. Same thing.
2: Taylor writes her own songs, like so. She has that credibility of being someone who's like, oh, she is her own artist. You know, like yeah. The, yeah despite but that, have she's part of the
3: songs she writes.
1: Hey, let's, we're not getting into on. that. <laughs> well, Jeff,
0: we're we're of a we're different not. generation. That's the whole so thing. Let's take a step back.
1: Hey, there's well, more know, work in her songs.
0: Like, oh, they're brilliant.
1: There is way more that, work yes. in her songs than Rihanna.
2: Well, but that's the whole oh, thing. This is well, supposed to be pop. It's it's not supposed to be g- deep song making. This is not U two for a new generation. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is also not the deepest film ever made. <laughs> right. True. This well, is no well, offense. This well,
2: is uh, a sequel well, to Xanadu. She right. doesn't
3: want to be commercial. She wants to be But I mean, but but Jeff, who
2: who would you recommend then as playing this character no, then? If, if I'm, not,
3: not, I'm not I'm not I'm not dismissing Taylor Swift. I'm just saying that it does seem kind <laughs> of ironic that it's just like for me, Taylor Swift seems to be one of the most commercially commercial people out there hmm. but at the same time that was kind of everybody else we were thinking about yeah, that's like, what I'm saying, yeah. ultimately you what you
2: want a name in there like that's what xander do was at the time olivia newton oh, john yeah. was the biggest star out there because greece had been the biggest right. grossing film just a few years prior and she chose to do this movie and that's why it was supposed to be her big solo project launch her. Yes.
0: oops Yeah,
2: so, but no, I I actually like the idea of Taylor Swift because I think she has the right attitude that we're looking for. She could play yeah. like she doesn't Shake want the spotlight, yeah, kind of thing, but but at the same time, that the, she really does, like it's
0: inside of
2: her, yeah. So she's You like,
1: could see like, an yeah. internal struggle happening with that, yeah.
0: And I... she could write all the music, and that's saving some money exactly. on the old budge. There you
3: go. And then you totally got to have the first person who's texting about how much they don't like her. The first person's got to be Kanye West, <laughs> Just uh, uh, be awesome. tweeting like crazy. That would be um, great. Can I give an idea
1: for the dude, yeah, uh, Nick Jonas. Oh, no, no, we're not going to Jonas.
3: Really? (laughs) But Nick Jonas, isn't he the one who's on Broadway doing uh, Les Mis?
1: Yeah, but she dated his brother. He's
0: doing a lot of stuff. He's doing acting (laughs) on TV. He's doing the Broadway stuff. I'm thinking that So the 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 right age.
2: The question that I have with that is, if you have him in there, does it, well, I guess not. I was going to say, does it distract from the fact that he's supposed to be more of a hipster nerd type guy in a way is how I envisioned him? He, he has who a are range you wanting like moba whatever
0: uh <laughs> Horror thing that he was on he's the super gay sidekick to okay. the main guy
3: so he's ooh, so he can he oh wait, he wait a minute what about harry potter he's doing broadway now daniel radcliffe daniel, daniel radcliffe? radcliffe oh actually that'd be kind of cool
2: that'd be really interesting if he i wonder if he could sing but you know what sonny did not he's, sing and oh he's too. he's, he's oh, done. done how does he, oh, stage does he see business stuff,
3: yeah. without really trying right now oh, oh yeah on broadway. Daniel, daniel radcliffe
2: cool. done okay i like it and but his songs are still written by Weezer, so Rivers yeah. Rivers is still uh, giving him some songs to play behind. Okay, yeah. so that's good. And, Who else uh, we got? Well, then we then we have to look at obviously you know Olivia Newton John's coming back. The, I mean that was really it because two of them. Yeah. So wait,
1: Olivia Newton John? Who's she gonna play? She's playing so herself. Olivia Newton John's gonna no, play she's her playing mom.
2: Kira again, but Kira is now kind of a retired muse who's training the new generation.
1: So there's the new Kira. No, the, she's not
2: Kira. Her name's oh. Anna.
1: Zana, she's the oh. daughter of Kira oh. and Sunny,
2: yeah. So, so that's the whole thing. Is, well,
1: Taylor Swift would look like an offspring of Olivia Newton-John. Think
2: she, yeah, got the per- the perkiness and the spunkiness. Blonde, blondes all look the, the blonde. Same. Yeah, because <laughs> all, all blondes look the same.
1: Wow, she, she, you know, Dennis Rodman was blonde for a while.
2: (laughs) Maybe he could play Xana. Come on, Dennis. But no, and like, I mean, outside of that, I think the idea that you had is that, that Miley Cyrus and if it is Madonna. Yeah. Or whoever are kind of like imposing the standard pop star idea onto her. I think that's a, that's a good little conflict for her to have, which again is what, what was needed but they Wait, could also just be ridiculous. or they're
3: bringing the wackadoo?
1: Yeah, they're bringing the wacky.
3: Okay, so right. Them and then again, the... that's why I would say Lady Gaga. Well, you be probably can't get Madonna
1: for it, but Lady Gaga and well, unless, Miley Cyrus you might be the point. pitch it to
2: Madonna and you say, point. "Look, you're playing totally against type." You're playing this rigid studio executive. You know, is she really, uh, though? You're trying My to
1: father. force the wackiness on Taylor Swift.
2: But that's the joke is that Madonna is telling her, no, we have to stick with the status quo and da da da. And so she's being so serious about it. And you're like, Madonna, you're a hypocrite. But that's the joke.
3: No? She, she would work well as as uh, kind of like, I, I picture like, uh, what's her name? Meryl Streep in, uh, is that Meryl that does it? Devil Wears Prada? She's uh-huh. that kind of a character almost? And Meryl mm. can do anything. yeah Well, but it's not Meryl. It's Madonna. Madonna, yeah. No, right, actually, I changed my mind about all the casting. It should all be Meryl. <laughs> just the and one Meryl's one
2: daughter. Thing. Meryl's daughter who Although, looks just like her.
3: exactly did we see the one where she was the rock star oh yeah that's right
2: so now is there any other so i mean obviously with all those musical people in there we can have some pretty great contributions you know like lots
1: of random cameos Mm -hmm. and things right
2: as well is there anybody else that you feel like you you want to push into this that needs to be a a part of the mix and and Mm.
3: this is maybe not part of the casting but I'm starting to think here, what if instead of doing like a, a movie release, what if we did one of those live musicals that they're doing on TV? Yeah, like Grease Live. Like they did Grease and The Wiz and everything. Mm-hmm. What if it was Xanadu 2 Live? <laughs>
2: been Starring Taylor Swift. Uh, the, the potential for it to be a bigger train wreck than the original.
1: And people would tune Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that
0: we're planning on this failing,
2: right? <laughs> Jeremy?
1: Jeremy, you with me? Yeah, it would be planned. <laughs> Expectations would be super low, Yeah, as would be the budget.
0: Yep. Well, well I feel like, for the Taylor, we got two bucks.
2: It's well, like I know. A, our
1: our budget would be most of our everything. money there. But,
2: but it's a Tron, Tron Legacy type thing, where it's like now the budget and technology has caught up with it, where you could make it a real visual spectacle that even tops the yeah. original. But yeah,
1: but how did Tron Legacy do? Well,
2: well, that's what I'm saying. So did it, well, it's just a, it? it's better it, than the first. It did well enough that they teased maybe maybe an idea for a third, yeah.
1: but it keeps getting pushed back.
2: But that's the point: is Tron was a flop in its time too, right. and they brought it back. So that's how I see this: is Xanadu two <sighs> you know, is is now this other opportunity. And people will say, "Well, I don't know, the other well, I mean, one wasn't
3: that great." But
1: if one- we can get our cast, then exactly. we'll yeah. make our money yeah. and some.
3: Otherwise I feel like the cast is what's going to drive people will come and yeah. see it because you put all these pop stars in it. Or we oh, go Oh not sh-
0: because it's a sequel to Xanadu? Really?
3: No. I oh, know, shocking. I
0: am just what? I'm baffled.
1: We we'd have to buy the rights to Xanadu also so that we could make money off of people going, "Wait, there was another movie and then I hear they're giving it away for free." I wouldn't oh, doubt on. that.
2: Come on, sir. It was a huge now, hit on now Broadway. The thing,
1: they just read the, it Oh,
3: it. The one thing from my, although again, I, and I don't know, yeah, exactly what role in the making of Xanadu, you know, how Gene Kelly ended up in there, but you know, Gene Kelly with his last movie, and he's this Broadway and and star of stage and screen and stuff like that. So my thought was that the sequel, to have somebody like that, even just make a, maybe not a cameo, but having some sort of a role for someone like that. Do you feel like that's a big key that helped make Xanadu Xanadu, or was well, that I, just Well, I
2: think just... it did because the original Xanadu story was about that whole meeting of the two eras, which is not really a part of this story. Because I considered that too, I was like, who's maybe like an 80s icon that you could bring in that we really haven't seen in a while, but probably is still capable of doing. Besides some
3: awesome
2: Olivia stuff. Newton-John. Besides Olivia Newton-John, and so maybe I think Olivia Newton-John John would be role. the Gene Kelly. Yeah, probably. And she's <laughs> she'll sing her ballad and she'll do what she does. But that yeah, because otherwise you know what are you gonna get? Rick Springfield, you know, like what are you, who are you gonna bring <laughs> in that is you know the '80s icon you want? Mick but Jagger. Mick Jagger. yeah. <laughs> he's know, know. '60s, '70s, '80s icon, but in his '80s. <laughs> It's perfect. Yeah. But no, but like yeah, I, I think it's probably fine the way it is. Although I will say the other alternate option is going full Sharknado and making it terrible on purpose, making it a hundred percent, terrible casting, terrible songs, and just letting everybody rip it apart. Just totally self-aware. But I kind of like the idea of trying again. Being I think we've decided
0: on trying again. Yeah, we'll do that.
2: Yeah.
3: And that was the thing, as I'm thinking about it, that I'm guessing, because like you were talking about with having the video game sequence and mm-hmm. they go up to Olympus and blah. Blah, blah, blah which hopefully is not going to look like a bunch of neon lights that they left on the floor. this time. <laughs> But um, so to do it live, I feel like I mean, I guess it's doable, but it might be more difficult with all of the if they want to have a lot of effects.
2: You're saying like it'd be hard to find a. They can a do way do
3: anything these effects? days, or...
1: uh, they
3: can't. But just like doing like a video game sequence, like especially if they're going to be animated or around animated people, I don't know how to do that screen. live. On TV, Is well, I'm thinking
2: well, I was thinking more along the lines that they could do something similar to like Scott Pilgrim, where it was kind of real life mixed with a video game,
3: it could be, something but that really
1: wasn't live
3: exactly. But then you couldn't do it live, oh, like, that
2: oh, was. if we're doing the, the actual, yeah, I think let's
3: yeah. drop again, the live because broadcast. Again, if you guys option. have seen any of those live performances. Apparently, there's a lot of leeway there because, what's her name? Carrie Underwood? Oh, oh. And then Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. even worse. Okay. But yet, people loved it. I don't get it, but they loved it. So well, yeah, you, you did cut live, them all out of slack. Yeah, because yeah, so. they
1: didn't have to
2: pay for it. They loved it.
3: Exactly. You can get away with it. Yeah, but
2: the problem is everybody knows those musicals and nobody knows Xanadu. So, it, I, unfortunately, I think we do have to just go with this new amazing theatrical event in 3d of course, of course. and it's, yep. gonna, it's gonna be something it's gonna D-box. be like, imax yeah shot in IMAX. Shot, at imax shot in
3: imax and somehow
2: it's got to be brought to you by the producers uh bring it on and step up we got to get those people involved just so it has some credibility for those types of weird semi-cult films that involve music and dance i think totally. you
3: get frank miller so it says by the maker of 300 <laughs>
2: it's just it's, it's. Zach Snyder will direct it'll be great Zach Snyder. wow Zach it'll Snyder be a visual spectacle Zanadu. yeah oh no that's all he knows how that that would, to offer that
3: would, that would get people in just there <laughs> Zach Snyder brings you Taylor Swift in
2: isn't that what he was doing with Sucker Punch anyway I mean it was basically just one long music video so I mean I think that could work Zach Snyder for director thank you unless I, I was thinking of somebody you know the guy who he directed G.I. Joe Retaliation but he always he also directed some of the step-up films. Hmm. I'm trying to remember his name right now, but you, you get a guy like that or, you know, one of somebody who directed a high school musical film, maybe something along those lines. Cause special effects, I feel like as long as they have a good consultant, they can just kind of throw them in there and they could look as good as they're going to look. But it's more about somebody who knows how to capture, which is not what they had in the original, according to Jeff, right? That they did not know how to shoot the film. So to get somebody who can capture the excitement of it all. What about poster art and stuff like that? Are we imagining just Taylor Swift? Is she ever going to wear... Because, uh, you know, the 80s thing, we are in that era of the hipster 80s throwback. So is she going to personify that on the poster? Or is there yeah, be- she has
0: a full beard, like a really big beard. <laughs> and, uh,
2: some glasses and uh, yeah. a vest of some
0: sort. Yeah, uh, obviously not caring about anything. I've just... Not the poster that she's in.
2: So wait, who did we choose again for the Sunny character? Oh, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. he yeah,
1: should so. definitely
0: have, in true hipster fashion, a, uh, a lightning bolt on his forehead. There you go. Yeah. And a wand.
1: Yes. Some taped horn rim glasses.
2: I wonder if this is something where, do we not play up how fun and awesome it is do we try to make it look more like twilight somehow where it's like we're playing <laughs> no. to the tweens and it's like this really oh. somber thing and she's like got her arms I'm around say his I'm shoulders say no adam He's we, we already
1: have the tweens with the <laughs> cast we have okay no. okay
3: right.
2: not, not gonna go that route okay
3: make it fun
2: and colorful
3: I think, yeah you gotta have although you are kind of downplaying her abilities not that I'm sure that Olivia Newton-John had abilities, but to <laughs> do something with her in the clouds or coming down from the clouds or some sort of a something like that just to kind of remind people this is Xanadu. Well, that's what I was thinking because
2: the one thing I, I did not work into my pitch that I was trying to imagine was what is kind of her signature thing maybe that she carries with her throughout? So it was like, does she actually keep the roller skates? Like, is that something that she just hangs on to? And, and that's kind uh, of her How throwback. about we Just like
1: title the poster, Olivia Newton-John returns as Kira.
2: That's not going to sell it to Justin's point. And, Jeff's right, yeah. point. and she's a, like a minor new pop stars. And it's just for the, I mean,
0: you, you, know, you can old... have like the rom-com poster where it's a Taylor Swift and she's got Daniel Radcliffe's tie in her hand and she's pulling him along. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: She's got his yeah. video controller cord. Yeah. And he's like yeah. chasing the controller cord. Well, it, he's, or pretty, what he's got if a guitar on his back. Yeah. Right.
3: What if it was, cause now Daniel Radcliffe's character writes guitar music. Yeah, he writes
2: really good pop rock, but it's it ultimately would have, like, a techno edge to it is what it's supposed to be the new sound or whatever. Yeah, and so, like
3: a guitar or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's very Oh, 80s. my God. That would be amazing. Uh, uh,
3: but I think, yeah, having something where it's like... Because I think the image of Daniel Radcliffe holding a guitar yeah. would inspire people. Like, yeah. having... Taylor Swift with a guitar, we've all seen it before, but Daniel Radcliffe with a guitar. And then to have her doing some sort of inspirational singing or, like, whispering in his ear or blowing his hair, or I don't know. Ooh, I I like that if he has a
0: guitar and she's whispering in his ear. There you go.
2: But I think she should have a pair of roller skates draped around her shoulder, just hanging off her shoulder. So you're kind of getting just that
1: little touch of maybe she's
0: wearing a hat made of roller skates. Okay, wait. So. <laughs> maybe
1: maybe she's wearing the roller skates and leaning over talking in his ear.
0: There you go. Yeah. That's a
2: good Done. image. By the way get to forget the roller skates. I, I'm wondering possible. like wardrobe wise, the look of the new Xanadu. Is it again? Are are we saying that they're just gonna we're gonna hire a new designer that's gonna give it the easiest? They're wearing meat suits. Everybody's wearing vests. (laughs) vests. Very Lady Gaga inspired. I love the vest though. Rhinestone vests. It'll be great.
3: No leather. Oh leather. Leather vests.
0: Yes. Brown leather vests. Leather vests.
2: No,
1: that's not politically correct. Maybe it's just
2: you wear three vests. That's the new trend they're trying (sighs) to get going. So one leather. One pleather and one mesh, or what or one, one no. feather because it's hot. Leather just feather, so and mesh. Leather, drop, pleather, drop feather. the vest, drop the vest. <laughs> <laughs> vest. All right, sorry, folks. We are not fashionistas here on this show,
1: definitely not.
2: But yeah, like I said, and obviously, the soundtrack has already spoken for itself. We're getting a little Lady Gaga in there, it sounds like. We're getting some Taylor Swift, we're getting some Weezer just because. I think Weezer needs to be in there. They're still semi relevant in the world of of popular music, so they could do something. What is a
3: Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift song going to sound like?
0: Ooh, that's awful.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: (laughs) <laughs> How do we just keep them all in the same room without them? I don't know. Killing you know each they're going to write different songs. Each
0: flames. one of them is going to have a very unique, fantastic number alone by themselves.
2: Well, it'll it'll, it'll be like the the '40s and '80s yeah. rock number where everything just meshes and that one. we'll, so we'll get the
0: Electric Light Orchestra to mix all three of them together.
3: Yes. You know? See, that'd be great, excellent.
2: Yeah, that'll work so that that way everybody can have their moment in the spotlight, then they come together to create something truly fantastic or Z. And
3: then we have the camera facing the wall the entire time, so it misses no. <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
2: All we see is yeah, just some shadows and a few flecks of whatever, some bubbles go by. There's just what's going on over there. It's it like,
3: must be great, though.
2: Yeah, this it sounds very like a lot of fun. That would actually be funny if the whole movie was that it's just like the camera pointing to the ceiling, <laughs>
3: you know. Or or random blank walls
1: was, and you just you see...
3: By funny, you mean painful funny? I mean, it would be and some of film. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, two
2: and a half hours
1: of
3: the scene. Well, it's an art house
2: film. That's the mo- the movie's for.
1: all shadow puppets on the wall. <laughs> Might so get God, better reviews. There has
0: to be an animate. No, we're
2: done. <laughs> a bold new direction for Xanadu. Yes. Roger Eber eats his
1: words. Okay. rolls over in his grave. Is he dead? Did he die? I don't remember. Ah, One of them did. He's still
2: around. No, that was, that oh. was Siskel. But well, anyway, this got really sober really fast. All right. Just trying to bring up the mood. Do, do, do. Is
3: that the words?
2: Do, 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 do. All right. That is Zanadu. And we've done it, folks. You endured it. And we thank you. Happy birthday to me. Thanks, we definitely endured it. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy, will you just go watch this film, please?
1: We'd have to crowdfund this movie. <laughs> and I don't think there are enough Xanadu fans out there to
3: get it made. Oh, but... that's rough. That's I should rough. say, yeah, though, this did the turn budget. into a stage play. There is a Xanadu on stage, so there is a cult following somehow. There
2: absolutely is. It plays in midnight screenings, and I did see the Roadshow production. I did not see it on Broadway. (laughs) Unfortunately, the the production I saw was not up, great up, up, up. but the, if you watch it online there was a version that was done as theater in the round where literally people were skating all around you throughout the production oh, no. which is awesome so I I wish I could have seen that one it's um, called a
0: roller derby there yeah you go oh,
2: love you some roller derby too that's for another time but with that if you never want us to do another film like xanadu again be sure <laughs> to send us an email sequelcrest at gmail.com so
3: it's your fault listeners this is your fault <laughs>
1: you didn't speak up
3: and this is what you get the
1: email is too hard to get yeah. to then just tweet at us at sqpod and adam will receive it
2: <laughs> i absolutely will and i'll respond with youtube links to xanadu song brighten your day
0: you're not going to mention our google plus page come on guys <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh it still exists it's still being updated on a regular basis on, i don't know by who. To list. let's do the website <laughs> the doodad justin what do you got for us tell them where to find us
0: Oh, you can check us out on Instagram at uh sequelquestgram Insta Just Sequel Quest.
2: <laughs> Jessa, what's your favorite coffee shop? Perhaps they can find you there and have a conversation. Jeff, where's your favorite roller disco palace? I have none. Jeff lives a sheltered, sad life. <laughs> But we love him anyway. As,
3: as do we all that don't have favorite roller discos. <laughs> yeah. I got one down the street, folks. I have a favorite roller disc. No, I don't.
2: Okay. I'm going to tell one more story as we go out, though. Only this, that I almost got beaten up in a roller rink once and I've never been back. So I, I have actually... Good this story. Is, these are my only <laughs> happy story? memories. Story? That's more of a premise. <laughs> but Xanadu fills me with happy memories. I thought the roller rink would be a land of dreams. Instead, it was a, a dark, sinister place <laughs> where Zanadu. my life was threatened. Never. <laughs> I like it so much.
0: It's,
2: it sounds like Justin's pitch now that I think about it. <laughs> All right. And until next time. Sing uh, it. Xanadu. Yeah. Xanadu. Xanadu.
0: Happy birthday!
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sequel Quest and invite you to join us next week for another discussion about a film that never was. Share your ideas with the Sequel Quest universe by visiting SequelQuestPod.com, following us on Twitter at SQPod, on Facebook by searching Sequel Quest, or sending an email to SequelQuestPod at gmail.com. Let the world know how much you enjoy the show by leaving a review and five-star rating on iTunes. All films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended.